Even though this is the last day of March, we continue in March Madness. I think some of you are looking a little sleepy today. March Madness, you probably know, is that intense and intoxicating and inspiring end to the NCAA basketball tournament. And by the end of today, there will only be uh, four teams left who are all playing uh, next weekend. So with basketball on our mind and basketball much in our hearts, so many uh, fans here from Virginia and other schools... I beg a moment of indulgence for another team and another coach, Davidson, (laughs) which also has more than a few fans in this place. I note the eye rolling here. I note it. But bear with me for one moment. Davidson was not in the tournament. But I want to share a story about what Davidson coach Bob McKillop did with this year's basketball team. Last summer, Bob McKillop took his team to Europe and specifically to Auschwitz, the infamous Nazi concentration camp in Poland. So listen to what coach McKillop said about this trip. The volatility of our world right now requires a response informed by both a respect for human dignity and an understanding of what happens in its absence. By taking the team to Auschwitz, we are stepping into a moment in time when, for millions, evil seemed to have triumphed and humanity had vanished. I want my team to understand this experience for a life. And I want to bring it back here to North Carolina, not just as a lesson, but to live what they have learned. And McKillop continues, Our world needs leaders who aim to lead and to serve, guided by human instincts and creative, disciplined minds, We need advocates for and defenders of human dignity. That's why we're going. So the volatility of our world right now continues to reflect our desperate need and call for respect. Our desperate need for human dignity. We have seen too often and we have seen it with increasing horror what happens when respect and human dignity are absent. We're continuing in our series looking at the Beatitudes of Jesus from Matthew chapter 5. And when we get to verse 7 today, there is a noticeable change in emphasis. On Friday of this week, a number of us are going to be standing at the Mount of Beatitudes, listening again to these words. But in all the Beatitudes that we've heard so far in this series, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jesus is blessing empty people, empty people. As we've pointed out, the folks that Jesus was blessing usually were not those measuring up 
by the world's standards. But Jesus turns things upside down, as we've been discussing. Jesus bestows grace and goodness and blessing. And he says, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He says, they will be comforted. He says, they will inherit the earth. He says, they will be filled. Empty people being filled and blessed. Then we get to verse 7. Take note. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Do you sense the shift? Jesus is not blessing empty people now. Jesus is blessing really full people so that they can reach out. Imitating the one who has reached out to them. Imitating the one who has blessed them. Full people so that they can therefore be a blessing in the world. Blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. Everyone can be merciful. Everyone. In fact, it's something we have to cultivate. What are you cultivating? What are you letting go of? Merciful. Mercy is something that we learn and something that we have to cultivate. Cultivate. How much does our world need more merciful people. This is certainly why Coach McKillop took his team to Auschwitz. We need advocates for, he said, and defenders of human dignity. We need people who can lead and serve with commitments, with instincts that don't let that kind of horror and hate happen in the world. Mercy and merciful are very important words in the Bible. When the word applies to God or to Jesus, it denotes an inner feeling of sympathy from the very innards. Sympathy, love, even forgiveness, which is expressed then in helping action. That's what it always means. The most frequent Hebrew word for mercy is hesed which represents a cluster of attributes of God. Love, kindness, mercy, grace, steadfast, faithfulness. We keep hearing all this repeated over and over about God. We heard it in our first lesson from Psalm 25. Be mindful of your mercy, O God, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. We've always known about your mercy, your steadfast love. All the paths of the Lord are full of steadfast love and mercy. Hesed. Hesed. Merciful, kind, loyal, loving. It's how God is. This is the characteristic of God. As a father welcomes a prodigal home, as a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, so God is merciful, shows loving kindness, hesed, steadfast faithfulness to God's people. So as God's people then, we're supposed to know what mercy looks like. God is merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. God claimed the people in covenant God delivered them from slavery. God met their needs all through the ages. This is God's mercy. This is God's steadfast love. This is God's faithfulness from generation to generation. 
It's expressed in concrete acts of care and compassion. Through the ups and downs of life, God never lets God's people go. This remains true even for our lives. We're called to remember it. We're called to repeat it. We're called to claim it. We're called to believe it. We are the recipients of God's boundless mercy and grace. Nothing can separate us from God's love. This is the promise of Scripture. So Jesus says, Blessed are the merciful. They will receive mercy. Jesus is not blessing empty people now. Jesus is blessing full people, people who have received boundlessly from God's mercy, so much so that they can reach out and imitate the mercy of God with how they live, so much so that they can then be a blessing in the world. That's how it's supposed to work. God's people, covered with mercy, are to live showing mercy. And we live in such tough times. This is how one national columnist put it just this week. The road goes where it goes. If you travel southbound US-1 long enough, you're not surprised if you end up in Key West. If you, st- if you stay on northbound Interstate 5 long enough, you're not surprised when you end up in Canada. And if you denigrate and demonize and dehumanize long enough, you ought not be surprised to end up in bloodshed. That is arguably the single signature lesson of human history. But somehow, the teaching never takes. Each succeeding generation always seems doomed, or perhaps better word is determined to relearn the lesson for itself, each time paying the horrific price of doing so. So the road goes where it goes, meaning that this butchery, and he's talking about the shooting in Christchurch, is the predictable result of rising international intolerance of singling out this group or that and declaring that these people are the source of our misery, the monster in the dark, that they are not like us, that they do not share our humanity and are undeserving of our compassion. Mercy? Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. They will receive mercy. Mercy, God's abiding care, God's steadfast attention, God's grace, God's endless love. It's received from God. It covers all of us. Mercy is learned. And we're to practice mercy. We are to imitate the one who shows mercy on us. Merciful is what Jesus expects of us. Merciful is how Jesus demands our lives to be. The major test, the major test of whether we are faithful or not is is not whether we're morally tougher, is not whether we are doctrinally stronger, but whether God's mercy makes us humanly tenderer. Does it? That's our calling. That's what Jesus expects. 
humanly tenderer. This is what Jesus asks from us. This is the measure of our faithfulness. The merciful, like God, are the ones who come to the aid of the needy. The merciful are those who are not only prepared to put up with their own troubles, but take on other people's troubles. So this beatitude, 5-7, reflects another shift. It's not just a fact The poor in spirit receive the kingdom, or those who mourn are comforted, or the meek inherit the earth. It's not just a fact. This beatitude is exhorting us also. The merciful are blessed, which is a fact, and it becomes an exhortation. You know what an exhortation is, right? An exhortation is a communication that urges us to do something expects us to do something. This beatitude affirms and exhorts, shows us a way to live. Be merciful. Be merciful. So if we're talking about sincerely being merciful and showing mercy, where should it begin? How do we begin on this? I think it's important to begin with ourselves. I think I could argue that so much of the incivility, so much of the hatred, so much of the disdain that flows through our culture emerges from very sad lives, very sick souls, very disheartened spirits. The hatred, the violence, the anxiety, this is a symptom of people so far removed from what God offers to us, asks of us, community, commitments to one another, compassion, care. This is what God asks of us. And we find ourselves so far removed and we see what happens. And yet Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. They will receive mercy. Listen to this poem by Sarah R. Sarah R. worshipped in this church when she was a student at VCU and part of our Ukirk community. Sarah R. is now a pastor in Texas, and Sarah R. is part of Sanctified Art, of which Hannah Garrity is a partner. Listen to this poem by Sarah R. It's called, A Letter to Someone I Love. Dear loved one, I hope you let go. I hope you let go of holding yourself to impossible standards. Lower the bar. Give yourself grace. God delights in who you are. And while you're at it, I hope you let go of ignoring your beauty. The mirror is tired of your harsh words. For you are made of star stuff and music. You are the only you there is. And you are simply stunning. And I hope you'll consider letting go of certainty. For the sun will always rise and set, and you will always be loved. What more do we really need to know than that? So let go of your fear. Let go of your perfection. Let go of busyness as a sign of your self-worth. And the notion that creativity is a luxury Be wild and free. 
plant roots like a redwood and a spine like a sunflower. For the days are short and you are beautiful. I love nothing more than to see you happy. So don't be afraid to let go. The only thing you cannot lose is God's evergreen love. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. They will receive mercy. What if we show a little mercy to ourselves and then work on showing mercy to the world and everyone we meet? The Czech writer and leader, uh, Victor Havel, put it like this. Responsibility cannot be preached. It can only be born. And the only possible place to begin is with oneself. Each of us, so covered by mercy from the beginning of time, before we even knew our names, before we could even speak, so covered by mercy and goodness, and steadfast love, and faithfulness. We're to live with mercy. This is the Christian life, the Christian way. It's not about being tough. It's about being tender. It's not about competition. It's about compassion. Compassion, mercy, loving kindness. The word hesed actually literally means understanding, meaning offering sympathy, Offering care, offering encouragement, empathizing with others. It means standing under others. Understanding. Standing under others. We put ourselves under them. We have received so much mercy. We offer mercy. And then when we do, it only multiplies. The mercy, the merciful receive mercy. What a world that would create. You know what? We're pretty close to a merciless society. And a merciless society is not really a society. God has a better way. Can we listen? Can we participate? This is how Eugene Peterson translates this one verse. Blessed are you when you care at the moment of being careful, like full of care, you find yourself cared for. That's his, that's his translation. Blessed are you when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourself cared for. This is an important word for my own life. This is an important word for our life together in these times. This is an important word for new elders and deacons. Blessed are the merciful. This is an important world, that, word that leads to life and a life in abundance for all of us. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. May it be so. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, to turn from you is to fall. To turn to you is to rise to stand with you, to serve you, to extend mercy, well, that is to abide forever. We seek that way following Jesus. Amen.